Welcome to the Table for One podcast, a podcast for those of you who are cooking for one. You'll find interviews with people who are cooking for one, nutrition tips, cooking tricks, and other practical topics for all my single listeners, and all without the mention of dieting or restriction because, well, dieting just kind of sucks. So join me as I explore the realities, the challenges, and highlight the joys of cooking for one in this busy world. Hello, I am so excited to be here again today. So I'm going to be doing something a little bit different this week than normal. I'm just going to do a really quick, well, I hope it's going to be quick. I tend, I seem to be a little long winded. Um, I want to do a quick episode this week because I was super long winded last week and I talked for, I mean, the episode was 48 minutes, which honestly I didn't even realize until it was up and published. And I thought, oh shoot, that's really long. That's longer than I want it to be. But I had lots of helpful information that I really wanted to share. I talked all about, um, like meal planning and figuring out how to make planning work for you and to make it easy. So go back and listen to that last episode if you're interested. But um, again, I just want this to be a pretty quick and simple episode. So a little bit of a backstory for why I'm talking about these these tips or these lessons that I've learned about cooking. So I I re- you know I started cooking at a time that I was really interested in nutrition. I um decided about, you know, mid freshman year of college that I was interested in nutrition and saw that there was a program at my college. I was excited Um, so when I really started cooking for myself, nutrition was a big part of, of, um, of my eating. (laughs) It, It played a role in the foods that I planned on eating, the foods that I ate, um, all of that. And in retrospect, my, well, first of all, my opinions and, um, my approach to eating is really different than it was. Um, now that I'm a registered dietitian, and especially after I went back to grad school and learned more about um, a holistic approach to health and well-being, I um, yeah, so it's really different than it was when I was in and before I was in my nutrition program. And really, to boil that down, the way that I cook now is is quite different, and really, it comes down to the ingredients and and, and utilizing specific ingredients that make my food taste good. And those are ingredients that back in my not quite so open or, um, quite formed enough opinions about food, those, you know, I kind of thought that some of these ingredients were quote unquote, not healthy. And I don't believe that anymore. And I, um, seafood and eating to be so much more than just nourishing our bodies, even though that's an important um, part that I still encourage, but it's not the whole picture. And again, you know, I mean, if you like food, you want to be eating food that tastes good. So long story short, that is kind of the backstory to why I have, you know, kind of been playing around with cooking and figuring out ways to make my food taste better. And these ways have been way more simple than I ever could have imagined. So let's go straight into these five quick lessons um, 
after I've already said that I was going to go straight into it and then didn't, but really this is actually happening now. So my first tip is to, um, change how you're measuring temperature. So I, my mom got me, uh, a cooking thermometer just I think just this last Christmas so I've had one just for I don't know well seven months about and it's made things so much easier I used to you know kind of like play around and and guess whether or not meat in particular it was done um and I can you know you can use the thermometer on so many different other um other items but I, you know, I just guessed. And so I, and then I would cut open whatever it is that I was cooking. It would take more time. I wasn't sure I would lose the juices of, of that meat, like chicken, for example. And she got me a thermopen, which is awesome. It's so quick and so easy. And I highly recommend investing a little bit of money into a great, um, thermometer, but that's made things so much easier because I'm not losing the juice uh, the, all of the, um, the juice in meat that I'm cooking just by cutting it open to see if it's done. I can look in and see what the temperature is and know whether it's done. That's been super helpful. That's tip number one. Tip number two is to use an amount of salt that's going to enhance the flavor of your food. So a couple episodes ago, the episodes of how do I learn how to cook and what do I do if I don't like to cook? Um, I spoke to Julie, who is also a dietitian, um, but in addition to a dietitian, she is a, sh- a trained chef. And one of her tips is to properly salt your food. And so I was coming from this, you know, oh, you know, I have to use the least amount of salt possible. Um, and honestly, the food that I was making, like, There are other ways to season food, but salt plays a role in the food that we're cooking. And, and salt was something that I started using a lot more of, and it's made a big difference. And I'm not talking about like, um, having super, super salty tasting food, but realizing that salt brings out the natural flavor of whatever food it is that you are eating, um, that that's a great tool to make it taste really good, but also make it taste like itself, which is fantastic. Um, so salt is my second tip. My third tip is butter. Again, kind of like the salt, you know, going in to a nutrition program, expecting and, and hoping to be a dietitian someday. I thought, Oh, butter is something that, you know, I I might use in a recipe for brownies or I guess use oil for brownies, but some sort of baked good, uh, cookies, use butter and cookies. And that's, you know, I want to use it in desserts, but in reality, like butter adds some like richness to, to food and it can add a lot of really great flavor and silkiness. And it really can play a, an important and delicious and helpful role in what it is that you're eating. And again, looking at health from this broader perspective and seeing that, you know, it's, it's something that really can make certain foods taste really good. And, and that's not something to shy away from. I think in particular, it's a couple of, of eating habits that have changed is, you know, adding butter to bread. I really never buttered bread. Um, and some bread, you know, it's so good just plain, but even really good bread can be made even better with some butter on it. Um, and not being afraid to try that. And then also pancakes and waffles. Those are, you know, I, I never added butter to that. And again, that just adds 
this richness and it's just really good. Um, so that is my third tip. My fourth tip and kind of all of these also come from the documentary, the Netflix documentary, salt, fat, acid, heat, or maybe I'm mixing up those, the order of those, but, um, from that, from that documentary by Samin Nosrat, and I should have written her name down, so I am pronouncing it correctly, but it's Samin, and she's amazing and so knowledgeable and such a great storyteller. But anyways, one thing that she recommends is tasting food as you go, and I think that's such a simple and super important and helpful tip. And it's kind of one that you would overlook like, Oh, okay, well I'm following the recipe, so it should be fine. Or I'm guessing, and it smells good, but dip a spoon in there and taste it. Um, maybe, you know, if, if you're making something that's meat and like meatballs, for example, and they're raw, you don't need to taste that, but taste it afterward. And, and maybe you need to add, um, different spices to a sauce where you can taste that along the way to make that taste better. Um, okay. And I'm Googling Samin's name and I said it correctly. I might not have pronounced it a hundred percent. Um, but anyways, she is fantastic and I highly recommend watching her documentary about food because it's about just the love of food and she's just so charming and fun to watch as well. Um, so again, taste as you go and, and, um, and adjust spices along the way. And my last tip isn't necessarily, well, I guess these are I've got a couple of different ones here, but my last tip to make your food taste so much better is maybe one you wouldn't expect, but that would be to look it up. So if you, for example, are looking into substituting an ingredient, if you're looking to change, um, if, I don't know, if you just, if you're not sure about how to prepare something, how to cook something, maybe, maybe a recipe calls for cooking chicken a certain way and you haven't done that before and the instructions aren't particularly clear or there aren't any instructions for that part. Google it. If you um, are kind of just, you know, improvising and and figuring it out along the way, look it up. Google is fantastic. There's so many so many great resources within, I mean, you can, you, you can, you can go to any website through Google and there will be lots of great recommendations and, and tips for you to find through content you find on Google. I also would recommend, um, and I've talked about this a couple times, but excuse me, the, the flavor Bible or the vegetarian flavor Bible. Those are like cooking. It's kind of like a cooking textbook the flavor, I have the vegetarian flavor Bible because, um, it has a little bit more global flavors as opposed to mostly like European Western flavors in, in that, um, in that encyclopedia essentially. And so that's what I really like because I like the idea of, of trying different flavors and, but also like kind of having it be consistent and, um, work within whatever like type of food that I'm making, if that makes any sense. So I, I highly recommend looking into a resource like that, especially if you're trying to get more creative in the kitchen or, or, you know, are interested in again, like improvising more and kind of just not necessarily following specific recipes, but kind of playing around with it more. But again, even if you are interested in following specific recipes, that is helpful because essentially this, um, the flavor Bible is 
an encyclopedia of ingredients. So you'll look up, for example, um, peaches. So peaches will be in, you know, it's alphabetized and you can look, um, you can see a description of that, of that ingredient. So maybe you're not specifically familiar with it or, you know, you want to look and see, you know, the, the different flavor profile that it has and, and all of that. Um, and then, and then after that, it gives a list of pairings that go well with it. So it would say, you know, peaches and this, these other fruits, these other vegetables, um, these herbs, whatever go well with it. And that's super helpful because you can kind of play around and figure out recipe ideas just based off of that, which is exciting. Um, so that's it. I, as far as lessons that go that have made my food taste so much better and work so much better, I guess, are measuring the temperature and using a good, um, thermometer for that incorporating salt into my food, salting my food, using butter, um, and playing around with, with recipes and, and, um, foods that that would, you know, the butter would really enhance flavor for also tasting as you go. Something that I learned from the documentary salt, fat, acid, heat. And I think I got the, the order of those correctly. Um, I need to read the book. I'm excited to read the book as well. And then my final tip is to look it up. So whether it's an ingredient and seeing what goes well with that, a cooking method, um, substitutions, whatever, use Google or the flavor Bible or any other resource that you have. You don't have to have all of that in your brain. You could call a parent or a friend or somebody who, who you look up to, um, through their cooking skills and, and kind of outsource that. So again, those are my tips. Um, as far as next week goes, I will be doing, uh, another interview. Finally, it's, it's been, it's been a little bit of a challenge to, <laughs> with some technical difficulties and also just scheduling to be able to schedule some interviews. So I'm asking a couple of things here. If you are cooking for one, or if you know somebody who's cooking for one, have them reach out to me. Head over to NNC underscore table for one on Instagram. Shoot me a direct message and let's get you scheduled. I love to talk to different people and, and I think it's really helpful for all of us who are cooking for one to hear people's different perspectives and um, the kinds of things that they're eating, the kinds of things that make their life easier and also the challenges that they face because we all experience that and that's just kind of how it goes, right? So highly... Um, would I would highly recommend I don't know what I'm saying. I would love to have some um to have a number of new interviews coming up and I uh would love to have some recommendations for people to interview for that. And again, well not again, I just would love any comments or if you have any reviews, please share those on iTunes or whatever podcast app you're listening to. And, um, so this can get out to the people who are cooking for one and that this could be helpful for. Thanks so much for tuning in. Talk to you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the table for one podcast with Rebecca. If you're cooking for one or know somebody who is, make sure to subscribe to the table for one podcast on your favorite podcast app. That way you can stay up to date on new episodes that will help you make cooking for one easier and more enjoyable. Feel free to continue the conversation over at 
in the Table for One Facebook group. You can also find recipes or work with Rebecca over at nourishnutritionblog.com. Or honestly, the easiest way is to follow me on Instagram. My handle is nourishnutrico, and you can click on the link of my profile to get more great resources for cooking for one. Talk to you next week.